Heyo, and welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malenzak, and this is episode 10 of the podcast. All right, where do I start? Man, um, I have had quite a week, and I am coming to you on Friday this week, and let me talk to you a little bit about why that is, as I normally come to you on Thursdays. I had it. <laughs> I was really trying, guys. I, um, I recorded a podcast, actually, and was just about finished with it, and then had my first major technology fail of my podcasting career. I'm sure it won't be the last, but uh, it involved my computer uh, crapping out. And so as a result, I lost it. I was really bummed. Uh, then I decided, you know what, let me, I really, I really was committed to you guys. So I, uh, I tried to record one in my car on my way to uh, an event, which I'm going to be talking about next. And it, I, you know, I was like, oh, even if I could put out something, it would be better than nothing. And it ended up being just the quality was such that I just did not feel good about putting it out. So I didn't and was really bummed that I was uh, not able to keep up my commitment to you. But here I am on Friday. I had a few minutes, so I wanted to take the time and record a podcast. Um, This one's going to be a little different. I'm not going to do any housekeeping. I'm going to do something that I had talked about on Monday, first Q&A, but I'm going to save that for the end of the podcast. I have a question from uh, that I just pulled from Reddit. I went to the uh, college sub, not my sub, College Student Success, but just the r slash college subreddit, and right at the top was a question about depression. So I'm going to tackle that one today. But first, I'm going to talk story time with you guys, and I have a very uh, recent story. I want to talk to you guys about what I've been doing the last three days and why I ended up being so behind on being able to bring this podcast to you. So as uh, you guys know, I am a faculty member at Rutgers and my supervisor brought together a, uh, basically organized a conference that was these past three days. And the conference was in order to, she has a grant that she is being charged with writing a manual to help transition age youth in career development. So when we talk about transition age youth, we're talking kids transitioning into adulthood. So there's a lot of, um, there's some disagreement about what the actual ages are that define transition age youth, but we really deemed it from 18 to 30. A lot of people go younger, but we really focus mainly on adults in our research. So we really started it at 18 and we wanted to go a little bit past transition age, we thought to kind of have people involved that had some perspective to give. And also due to uh, mental illness, a lot of times the transition takes a little longer um, to transition in terms of career development. Mental illness, we know, strikes people a lot uh, during the years that they are in college and as such delays uh, those people afflicted with, um, you know, they take longer to get going um, or finish sometimes. So she is a bill, she is writing this manual, and in order to do so, had a conference where she brought together a, um, a group of really awesome um, peers in the um, mental health movement um, that are, you know, on her advisory committee, and then a group of 
of top researchers. I mean, just brilliant people um, all together and really got just some great dialogue about what is needed for career development for people with mental health serv- mental health issues that are transition age youth. So I all I could think of was this podcast and all these people like I wanted to interview like all of them. I wanted to I took a, a copious amounts of notes both for the job but also just personally because I'm really not one that likes conferences to be honest. I generally hate them. And the main reason I hate them, one, I just, I can't, I hate sitting still for long periods of time. I just can't do long dinners or, you know, long movies. I just, sitting in one place for that long just makes me very uncomfortable. And I just oftentimes find them boring. And I think it's because they try and do, you know, a lot of variety within a narrow scope. And I'll find maybe one speaker out of the, you know, 20 they have lined up that really speaks to me. And I just find it to be a poor return of investment on my time. So I generally tend to avoid conferences, uh, but it is sort of part of professional development in my career path. So I get roped into them. This one was one where I totally was interested in going. I, my, I really didn't have a role. I'm, I wasn't part of either of the advisory committees, and I don't work specifically on this um, project, but my boss allowed me to attend, and I'm really grateful she did because she knows it's it's what I'm interested in. And, you know, for a conference, I was really into this one. You know, it was comfortable enough that I could stand up to. It was, like, plenty of space, so that really helps me too. But uh, I am really inspired. I'm feeling really inspired about um, the things that I heard, the people that I met and talked to. Um, I got the chance to meet with my mentor, which is uh, always a great thing. So it was just a great last three days all around. And I wanted to kind of capture that energy in this podcast. That's why I'm talking to you guys today. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about relapse now. That was my original topic for this week. I had talked about recovery last week, and you kind of can't have one without the other in a sense. Um, They're sort of intertwined in a way that people, I think, think of them hand in hand and then at times don't. And I want to kind of give some thoughts on relapse from a slightly different point of view. Uh, I don't want to just focus it on relapse from, you know, I think the classic definition people think of or example is substance abuse. You know, guy's been sober for a long time and then, you know, something triggers him to, you know, go back, uh, fall off the wagon, so to speak, and he relapses and drinks and then he, you know, regrets it and, you know, goes back into recovery the next day. (laughs) Um, Recovery never stopped. (laughs) So relapse is, you know, as the cliche goes, part of recovery. I don't dispute that. And it, it almost, it's inevitable. You know, there, I don't know anyone that's experienced recovery that hasn't had some kind of relapse. So there's that. There's alcohol, you know, there's substance abuse type reco- uh, relapse. Then, you know, we use it in the mental health world to talk about if you think of relapse as somebody relapsing with their mental illness, they might become symptomatic, um, they might need to be hospitalized and then they, you know, get whatever medication adjusted. They talk through their issue. They, they get the services, hopefully, that they need. They get discharged and then they, um, you know, kind of continue with their recovery. So hopefully they've taken something from that relapse, you know, as we say, learn from your mistakes. Um, sometimes it's not a mistake. It's just um, it's just what happened. You know, sometimes it's not your fault. 
Um, oftentimes it's not. It's just what happened. So um, I also think of relapse when it comes to productivity. So I want to kind of bring it in, fold it into talking about, you know, non-disability. So let's just say, for instance, you have a goal. You want to lose weight. That's an easy goal for people to kind of wrap their head around. Somebody's doing really good and they have been losing weight consistently for weeks. Um, they have a good plan in place. They have, you know, somebody, they have support, they have accountability, they have all the ingredients, the things we talk about. And then they have a vacation and then they go on vacation and what happens, of course, right? You relapse on your goal of losing weight and eat like a pig and you know just it's delicious you have chocolate cake and you have you know ganoles is what we say in jersey for cannolis and pizza and everything you could want and then you feel like a pig and you're like Ugh, i can't believe i'm so fat and you come home and maybe you are a little bit regretful maybe not i wouldn't be because it's vacation that's what it's for you need to vacate so you get back on the wagon, so to speak. You go back to your routine that you were on before vacation and you get back on track with losing weight, you know. Uh, so I think about relapse that way too. And the fact that in any kind of goal that you want to achieve that really means something to you, that's hard, you know, that's not just like, ah, I could do this in my sleep. There's going to be relapse and you have to, there's, you know, you have to prepare for it. And there's a lot of ways, you know, you could do prevention when it comes to relapse. I'll probably do a whole show on prevention strategies in the future. So I'm not going to really talk too much about that today. Stay tuned. But I want to say that what matters in terms of relapse to me and the thing that I want to focus on for this episode is you get back on track. You know, it may take a while, you may feel bad about how it happened or the fact that it took you so long, but you get back on track. So the example I could give is this podcast. I think I talked about it in an earlier episode, what it took to, you know, get this off the ground. It wasn't like I just said, you know what, I'm going to start a podcast and open up my computer and turned on the recording program and started talking. <laughs> I wish it were that freaking easy. Um... But I had had the idea of way over a year ago at this point, but it was really in June that I had decided in earnest, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to um, do this podcast. And it was, you know, the goal. It was the thing. It was the why what drove me. And so you think between, you know, say mid-June and when I actually did my first episode, which was the end of August, it was like a little over two months, um, two and a half months, we'll say. Uh, you know, I had a lot. Sh I had a lot of shit to do. You know, I had to learn about a web. You know, I had to build a website, a blog, WordPress, plugins, all that shit. I had to learn about podcasting. I, you know, had stuff to buy. I had design to do for the website. Once I figured out how to make one, um, I had to think about you know conceptualize what I was going to talk about and. All along, it was the summer, you know, I was really enjoying the summer, and I, there were times I didn't really want to do this, you know, and really questioned, especially when I ran into a, a problem, like a barrier, and I was like, oh, God, maybe I'll just put it off. Uh, there were times when I would take off, like, two weeks at a time and not do shit 
for this podcast. And in every day I would think about it and be like, oh, God, I'm really not going to be able to meet that goal because it wasn't like I could just put it off, like say, eh, I'll just start, you know, a week into the semester. I could have done that. I know. But in my mind, it was like, I'm going to start on time or it's going to be next semester or next year that I start. I'm not going to. I really was um, committed to doing this on the same schedule as the traditional college semester, or at least the semester that I observe. So um, I don't really um, know what I'm talking about at the moment. I'm going to get back to relapse. Oh, yeah. I had we times where I took off multiple weeks, and you know what? I almost quit at times, and then I got back on. I was like, no, let me just look at this again, or let me just – maybe I'll ask my brother this. And lo and behold, the barrier would somehow magically, you know, not magically, I put the work in or the person helped me or I learned it on the internet and I figured it out is what I'm trying to say. It takes hustle. I was listening to an interview with Gary Vanderchuk uh, this morning on my way to the conference and man, that guy is fucking awesome because he is everything that you need to succeed in this life. And he's, you know, really... uh, an entrepreneur and he's about building businesses but I think you could take that same approach to building businesses to apply it to achieving goals in general you know you may not want to build a business but you may really want to you know get that degree you may really want that job there you may really want to you know form that intimate relationship or whatever it is you got passion to do it and you have patience those are his two things Um, you will get there so I kind of agree with him uh, so relapse can happen with goals. You got to get back on. That's my message for today. It's not going to be, you know, practical steps. Like I said, I'm going to do an episode in the future on relapse prevention strategies, but this is kind of more big picture today. It's just like, whatever it is, you know, put it aside, get back on the horse, use that support network. Um, figure out the things that can get you back on track. I think that's why I'm such a big into journaling now is like when you are able to journal and look back and process your feelings, you see maybe why you got off track. You see the passion. You still you still see yourself thinking and talking about it. And you do that little thing, you know, whatever it is, just a little thing to get you back. And it often can help snowball, you know, and get you to do that next thing and next thing and next thing. All right. Last thing I'm going to do for today is a Q&A. Um, so I didn't get a question this week from uh, an audience member. So I decided to find my own question. Um, so I went to uh, Reddit, the uh, college sub uh, subreddit, and I have a question here. He's an 18-year-old guy. I'm going to kind of um, paraphrase it. I'm not going to read it verbatim. He's living away from his college residence and he is, you know, depressed, you know, especially when he's alone. Um, he feels primarily homesick. He has a good relationship, you know, really good relationship with his parents and his sister, and they are an hour away. So he is taking, he's in, you know, taking these courses and has the schedule kind of worked out so that he can spend as much time at home as, as possible, but just, you know, the times he's at school really isn't feeling it. Um, so two things he brought up was one, he didn't actually want to be picked that school in the first place. He wanted he had kind of preferred a school there. He could it was real close to his house and he could live at home and just go to the school. 
but was sort of maybe talked into it a little bit to go to this school, other school, because it was more prestigious. And then the other thing he talked about is that he kind of feels like he could um, be living at home still and commuting to work. Uh, I mean, commuting to school, but his parents are, you know, didn't really feel good about that. You know, kind of talked about the the long commute, the insurance, the cost, you know, being safe, etc. So he's got this depression. He's got some potential solutions. I kind of wanted to weigh in um, because I've heard, you know, people talk about this. And actually, first off, I want to say I haven't read uh, comments. Uh, I think I've read pretty much all of them. I didn't read any since uh, yesterday when I looked at this thread. But they were pretty, in general, awesome. Like, people really gave good advice in terms of pushing on a little bit longer, trying to fight through the homesickness, because for the vast majority of people, it does eventually subside, and it you need to, you know, sometimes just give it a little bit longer than you feel comfortable with, and hearing that will sometimes give you, be like, all right, I'll try another week or two, and something happens in that next week or two to kind of, Maybe you, you meet one person, you know, something, one thing happens and it kind of makes the, you know, gives you this br- glimmer of hope, so to speak. So that would be my primary um, suggestion, too, is stick with it a little bit longer if you can. Um, but the other two, the other two things I do want to weigh on is, um, first off, I didn't think it's a terrible idea to live at home and commute, you know, an hour to your school. Uh, I think that's probably on the outer limits of what I would do. An hour is probably tops both ways, but I kind of like to drive too, and he said that as well. Um, So I would consider that. And this is at the point, you know, being uh, 18, where self-determination, the ability to, like, make decisions for yourself, it's that weird transitional phase, right? It's like your your parents have been uh, pretty big decision makers for most people. Um, and then at this age, you know, right around this age, it becomes more on you to be like, no, I'm actually going to do it this way. And to feel empowered to do that, to stand up to say, no, mom and dad, I really think given the way I feel and I know myself, I really want to make this decision instead of that one. I understand where you guys are coming from, and I, I'm so grateful that you care about me that much, um, but I really I need to do it this way. So that's sort of an approach I might have to my family um, if it is what you really want to do is live at home. The other thing is the, the college and prestige issue. I'll just weigh in on quickly. Um, I think you'll find that my views on college are probably a little controversial. I'm not going to go into too many of them today, but I'll say about prestige is I think it's kind of overrated. Uh, I think in this day and age, yeah, you do need a college degree. I'm not going to debate that. I will debate it in the future, though. Um, My son just turned three, and I don't know if the focus will be like it, it is currently and was on me, like everybody goes to college right after high school. Uh, I think that's going to be changing when the um, higher ed changes. And I'm sure I'll have more to talk about that uh, in upcoming episodes. But I'm going to stay off my soapbox today for that uh, and just focus on this prestige thing. It's overrated. You know, there's certain careers, like if you are going to certain um, grad schools or for certain professions, you know, like med school, where, you know, going to Yale, 
really matters over going to East Podunk High, you know, East Podunk Community College, <laughs> I should say. But for the vast majority of careers, um, the employer, if they want a, a somebody with, uh, say, a bachelor's, is going to look at your resume and see under education, yep, they got a bachelor's. Oh, it was in history, you know, whatever it was in. Um, hopefully it's related somehow to whatever the field is you're interested in. Um, but a lot of times it's not. It wasn't for me. I had an English degree. I guess I use English in my job. But, um, you know, I, looking back, could have gone for psychology as in my major or psychiatric rehabilitation had I found it. Um, but I didn't know that yet. And that's okay. It really, really is okay. As I've said, sometimes you just need the direction. You don't need to know exactly where. So if, you know, all things being equal, and, you know, I think that if you really wanted to go to the quote unquote less prestigious school, um, here's somebody and I'm in higher education that's saying it's probably okay. You know, um, two, two things I would stay away from in terms of, you know, you, in terms of bottom of the barrel schools, I guess. Um, I would avoid for-profit universities like University of, uh, University of Phoenix, um, they are being, you know, investigated for things like, you know, absorbent um, financial aid. Um, I don't know if it's fraud, but it's um, they have a much higher percentage of people with loans, you know, defaulting because they're not making it through the program or not, I guess, finding jobs. Um, rumor, I'm sorry, diploma mills, uh, I guess, is another word that's described these for-profit universities that I'm talking about. So I would stay away from them. They're probably not uh, the cheaper option in most cases anyway. And non-accredited. So you want an accredited uh, university or college. So it's within those lines um, and you feel comfortable there, I, I would tend to downplay the prestige factor unless it is, as I said, certain professions, certain, um, you know, graduate school programs is going to say, you know, is going to look at that stuff a little closer. All right. So that's what I have for today. I'm sorry I'm coming to you a little bit later than I would like to, but I promise to be back here next week and have a great week, guys. Think about uh, your home exercises for this week. Let me just uh, pull that up because I don't remember what I told you guys to do at the beginning of episode nine. Uh, figure out something you could start doing on a regular basis to turn into a ritual. So as it's illustrated with my dog, sometimes they happen um, by mistake, but kind of think about that if you haven't is um, taking that step of you looked at your task list, maybe there's something on there, that one little thing you can do, and maybe you could turn it into something you do regularly. You know, whether that be, it doesn't have to be once a day, it could be every other day or once a week or something like that. Anyway, hope to hear talk to you guys next week. See ya.